Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. tonight again and left Mom alone. I had work to do. Mom doesn't see it that way. She she thinks it's because... because of a dame. What did you say? And... and what do you think? Dad, you could work at home. I don't know. I, I just know things are all messed up between the two of you. So... so after Mom went to bed, I, I went out for a drive. Alone? No, I, I, I took a bottle. What happened, Jeff? On the way back, I... I hit some guy. With a car? Yeah. Was he badly hurt? I, I don't know. I, I I don't think so. I, I sideswiped him. One of those old bums down by the railroad. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Didn't you stop and find out? That's the whole bit. I... I didn't. I... I panicked and I, I kept on going. You... You just drove off? Yeah, yeah. Where was this? Hills Point in Stratfield. It, it, it had just started to rain, see, and uh, I, I took the corner into Hills Point pretty fast and and he sort of staggered off the curb. I, I tried to avoid him, but, but when I... When did this happen? One fifteen. Oh, almost an hour ago. One fifteen, huh? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked, or, or maybe I heard it on the radio. It, it was 1.15. Just started to rain, huh? 
die all of the time. Dad, never mind that. What am I going to do now? Do? Does your mother know about this? No, no, she's still asleep. Anyone see you? <laughs> the streets were deserted. That was the whole point, Dad. All I could think about was my scholarship and how I couldn't let Mom down the way you... You're not going to let your mother down, son. <laughs> I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to sit tight. No, but, Dad, hit and run. I, I Now, you listen to me, boy. You can't take this. You'll forfeit that college scholarship, career, everything. You were drinking, Jeff, and you left the scene of an accident. But if they catch up with... They won't. How can we be sure, Dad? Because I'm going to take the car right now and drive to the precinct house and tell them that I was driving. That I'm the hit-and-run driver. Well, Jeff. Oh, hello, Mom. I thought it was your father. Didn't I hear him drive in about ten minutes ago? Well, yeah. Uh, he, he did come back. And went out again? Y yeah. Oh, I see. Now, Mom, you, you've got them all wrong. Oh, I'd like to believe that. You're selling them short, Mom. Am I? Why are you suddenly his champion? I'm usually the one who makes excuses for him. Well, because I... Well, it's uh, it's just something between Dad and me. Where did he go? It's half past two. He, uh... He went to the police. The police? He, uh, he, he had an accident. He, he was driving the Triumph home, and he... He hit someone. Hit someone? Well, how badly were they hurt? Well, that's what he went to find out. You mean he didn't stop to find out? Well, you see... Yes. What's this all about? This is all wrong. Uh, what do you mean, Ma? Whatever your father is, he wouldn't hit someone and drive away. And he wasn't driving the sports car. Mom, you were in bed. How do you know? I was in bed, yes, but not asleep. Do you know how many nights I've lain awake in that room upstairs? I heard your father leave in the station wagon. Then hours later, you in the sports car. I heard you come home and your father. He wasn't driving the Triumph. You were. Now, what is this, Jeff? I want the truth. <laughs> Mr. Chapman, the stenographer is taking his statement. I'm going to ask you to read it back to us aloud. All right, Lieutenant. Um, uh, I, Harvey Chapman of 223 Chestnut Drive, age 48, make the statement of my own free will, knowing it may be used against me. On this day, uh, date and weather conditions, so forth. While turning north on Stratfield Avenue from Hills Point Drive, I accidentally hit a pedestrian, now identified to me as John Summerhill, no known address. Because of the prevailing weather conditions and because I was completely absorbed in thinking of grades for my class, it was only after my return home that I realized that an accident had happened. On reporting to the 7th Precinct House, Lieutenant George Winant confirmed my fears and examination of my car and other evidence established that I must have been responsible for hitting the above-named John Summerhill at approximately 1.15 a.m. on the above-named date. 
This statement is a free and unsolicited confession of my responsibility in this accident and admission that I did leave the scene of the accident. I've read it, and it is true and correct. In witness whereof, I hereby sign this uh, document. If you have a pen, I'll sign. Uh, before you do, Mr. Chapman, I should warn you that you're entitled to legal representation. Oh, well, I don't need a lawyer. You may in the near future. The man who was hit died in the hospital without regaining consciousness. It isn't just an accident anymore. It could be homicide. What do you mean, manslaughter? Well, you need a lawyer to define terms. Also to arrange bond. Now, if you sign this, I'll have to book you. I want to sign it. Very well. Sergeant Gerber, would you witness this, please? Sure thing. I'll arrange to have your fingerprints. Oh, uh, Lieutenant, can I see a minute outside? Why not? What is it, Gerber? I don't think he's telling the truth. No? Why wouldn't he be? The psychology is all wrong. A man like this wouldn't hit and run. Thought you felt the same way. No, I was only informing the man of his legal rights. Now, look, it's late. I want to get home to my wife and kids. The man confessed. What more do you want? What are you trying to do, Mom? Make a big deal out of this? I want the truth, Jeff. Is your father to blame? Or are you? Mom, Dad can handle it without getting hurt. I can't. Now, why can't you let well enough alone? Jeff, I don't understand how you can do a thing like this. You mean have an accident? No. I mean, how can you let your father take the blame for what you did? If I turn myself in, my scholarship goes down the drain. I'd be put in jail. Dad can beat this. That sounds like your father talking. Okay. And that's the way he put it. And you're willing to let it go at that? It was an accident. Could have happened to anyone. But it happened to you. That's right. But, Mom, I'm a teenager and I've been drinking. You think I'd get a fair shake? So Dad's taking the blame. We ought to be proud of him. Proud of him? Well, sure. Why wouldn't I be? Because he's asking you to live with a lie, Jeff. He's asking you to be like him. What do you mean, like him? To everyone outside of his family, your father is everything he ought to be. A successful teacher, a good husband and father. Only inside, he's not. He's rotten and twisted. No, no, he's not like that. You know what he's done to me. I know what you say he's done to you. What? Jeff, don't you believe me about about the other women? Look, Mom, you could be wrong. You could have misjudged Dad. I, I mean, this could all be just in your mind. You don't have any proof that... Proof? Oh, Jeff. Jeff, this isn't easy for me to tell you this. Eight years ago, when your dad was at State College, he had an affair with one of his students. What? One of his students? How do you know? Because she was going to expose him. The statutory rape. You know how he got out of it? I went to that child 
and begged and pleaded with her not to ruin him. I covered up for him. I always have, for your sake. Because I thought it was just one mistake. I was wrong. I should have let him take the consequences. Covering up that lie destroyed your father completely. I don't want the same thing to happen to you. Mom, this is different. Is it, Jeff? Is it? You, you don't think I'm going to make a career of hit-and-run accidents, do you? I want you to be honest and accept your responsibilities. I don't want you to be like your father. Mom, Mom, if you call the police, you'll, you'll ruin everything. Don't. All right. It's up to you, Jeff. Hide behind your father if you want. But if you do, you and I are finished. Lieutenant, may I wash my hands to get rid of this ink? Sure. And then you want to call your lawyer? What for? Arrange bail till your trial. Why do you want to spend the night in jail? Well, I want to get this cleared up as quickly as possible. Maybe a night in jail will prepare me for the future. No, I don't think it'll come to that. You did turn yourself in. There was an accident. I'm still responsible. Uh, now, if I can, uh, wash off the... Oh, sure, sure. Manson, take Mr. Chapman to the washroom. Oh, thank you, Lieutenant. I won't be long. Take your time. What's on the teletype, Gerber? Nothing for us, Lieutenant. What were the bulletins? Battery and assault in the second precinct. Looks like the same mugger, gas station holdup in the 7th, APB on the getaway car. And the DOA in the 15th, some broad got herself knocked off in the love nest. Tell me, what's the deal with Chapman? We wait for the bond? No, no bond. I never saw a guy so anxious to get convicted. Well, he wants to get it over with. Can't blame him for that. Sure. You better let him get away with it. Get away with what? Covering up. Covering up for what? Not for what. For who? What are you talking about? Now, look, you just don't figure that a cool, collected customer like this would hit the panic button and take a powder. Like I said, it's the psychology. Psychology? Oh, come on, Sid. Lay off. I'm just a plain flatfoot who came up through the ranks by sticking to one thing. Fact. We could have been beating our brains out for the next six months looking for a lead if Chapman hadn't come in and laid it right in our laps. Yeah. So my psychology is we're going to leave it laid, just as it is. Okay. You got any hunches? Save them for the track. Now, come on. Let's take Chapman down to Sloan Street so we can go home to bed. Uh, see what that kid wants while I check on the guy. Then we'll go. Okay, whatever you say, Lieutenant. Can I help you, Mac? Uh, uh... Are you a police officer? Yeah, Detective Sergeant Gerber. Who are you? My name... My name is... Jeff! Jeff, what are you doing here? I, I couldn't let you do it, Dad. I, I came to turn myself in. You what? You don't know what you're doing. Yes, I do. It, it's... It, it's me you want for the hit and run, Sergeant. Not my father. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's saying. All right, Mr. Chapman. Take it easy. I was the one driving that car tonight. I've admitted it. What more do you want? Jeff, go home and keep your mouth shut. Dad, it's no good. Mom brought me to my senses. Sooner or later, the truth had to come out. You do as I say or so help Manson, me. Manson, take him in the squad room. Now, right. wait a minute. I want to talk to my All son. Right, come on. Don't believe anything he says because he was not in that car. 
Go in that office over there, son. We'll be right in to take a statement. Yes, sir. Psychology, huh? <laughs> Lucky guess. You gotta admire the guy for trying to protect his boy. If that's what he was doing. Hmm? The way he yelled at the kid, he didn't seem like a self-sacrificing father to me. He wanted to take his son off the hook. That's natural. Oh, come on. Where's your psychology now, Sid? A cool, collected customer like this one? Nah, there must be a better reason why he wanted to be charged with... What? I don't know. Yet. Take the kid's statement while I check the all-commands bulletin. I got a hunch the answer's right there. Here's the statement, Lieutenant. What's in it? The boy told the same story as the father. One difference. The kid admits he'd had a couple of drinks. You got anything? Now, see for yourself. Facts. They stick in my mind. Facts like... 1.15 in the morning. You got anything more than this report? I sent the fingerprints over to the 15th for checking. Now I'm waiting for their call. I'm sorry I lost my head, Lieutenant. I guess I was more upset than I realized. Um, I'd like to get a lawyer for my son, and then I, uh, I want to go home and get some rest. Uh, Mr. Chapman, I'm afraid you can't leave yet. Well, naturally, I'll stay where you can get in touch with me. No, I'm sure you will, Mr. Chapman. Lieutenant, I, I, uh, I'm afraid I don't understand your attitude. Did you ever hear of a girl named Lynn Waltham? No, I don't believe so. Oh, well, that's funny. She's in one of your classes. Well, I'm afraid I don't know all my students. I, uh, I have some rather large classes. Well, one of them will be, uh, a little bit smaller from now on. Lynn Waltham was found dead in an apartment on the other side of town. The preliminary investigation established two things. One, that she was pregnant. And two, that there were fingerprints all over the apartment. Now, where were you at the time of your son's hit-and-run accident? Well, I, uh... I was, uh, in my office. Oh, your office, huh? Well, sir, I want to thank you for coming in and giving us your fingerprints. Oh, uh, yeah... The Waltham girl was strangled at about 1.15. As presented Untrue Confession, written by Ian Martin, directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Ivor Francis, Peter Fernandez, Fran Carlin, Robert Dryden, and David Kerman. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson.